just going to dive into it. So welcome back to Flash Hash. This is where we take some of the topics that are on people's minds, cool things, weird things. We've got Corey in his car on a family vacation, so we'll get this ready to go. Yeah, that's a dad drink right there. Just drink it up. Uh, so everybody gets two minutes to talk about these topics. Uh, Jesse, you're up at the top of the screen, so I'm going to have you go first today. Okay. First topic is the Ethereum merge. Everybody's thinking about it. So you got two minutes starting now. Bow. I have not a lot of an, an idea about what's going on. In fact, I was wrong twice. Uh, I tried to link to general chat the merge countdown, and apparently it was by date, and Joe Blau cal called me out. Thank you. And then, uh, and then I said, oh, okay. Uh, I assumed it was by block height. And then uh, Rusty called me out and Joe out. Uh, saying that it's not actually based on block height, it's based on total terminal difficulty. And then I Googled that and I found out that's a parameter I did not know about. And so that's what I learned about the merge in the past week. I mean, you still have a like minute 20. You have nothing else to I be don't like, know. no, I don't, nothing. I don't really, I'm, I'm not, I'm not invested. <laughs> I'll yeah. take this time. D, still in the time. You got a Taking minute 12. Go. Uh, the merge. I don't know. It, it's so I get deja vu so much nowadays. This feels like the Bitcoin Bitcoin Cash split all over again. We argued for four years about the block size of Bitcoin, and we're still don't know the answer if it was right or wrong, whatever direction Bitcoin went. And now we've got this merge with Ethereum, which is way way more permanent, uh, because I mean it just feels that way. I don't. I don't know. There's going to be another Ethereum Classic, probably. So now we're going to have Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, and Ethereum Classic Classic, or Ethereum <laughs> Proof of Work Classic. I don't understand, but there's going to be another Ethereum because somebody's got to make some money off of this Proof of Work. Um, you know, I think it's a massive shakeup. I will say, okay, if I had to go, is the merge a, a net good or a net bad? I'm going to say net good. It's a nice little shake up in crypto, like, like all these miners that were dependent on this Ethereum revenue. They got to find other ways. I know I've seen articles where they're like, we're just going to be a massive data center for uh, rendering people needing uh, images rendered or whatever. And I was like, OK, that's one option, I guess. Just uh, so you know, I'm rolling into your two minutes now. You got a minute 50 ish. OK, a minute 50. Mm -hmm. I can talk a lot in a minute and 50. I believe you. Um, I think uh, it's going to be a massive test for proof of stake systems, the largest. I know there's other proof of stake, uh, you know, networks out there, uh, but this is, you know, going to be massive. Um, I've it's been so long, and we've talked about it so much. It's like my brain is gooing together what the merge is actually going to do for Ethereum. Um, but switch it to proof of stake, right? That's it. It just switches to proof of stake. I don't think the transaction throughput goes up any. Um, no, I think it's a, change. a new way. I, I'm a little bit weary of like how much power, like we're taking the miners power away, which used to be a very good, like power layer to have is the miners because they're the ones creating the new tokens, securing the network. But now we're putting that into the hands of people who have high stake in Ethereum, which I, you know, I hope that's a good thing. That's all like, a, 
I know Coinbase is one of them. They're probably the largest. Very pretty much every exchange, your large exchange is going to have massive amount of uh, power in this proof of stake system. So I'm interested to see how it works out. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, I don't really have much else. I don't have a negative view of it. So mm-hmm. I haven't really thought too much about it. All right, Corey, you want those extra 20 seconds? It's all you. Absolutely. Take yeah, so I'll take the time to let people know what's actually happening here. So Bellatrix is what happened on the 6th. Who's Bellatrix? And Bellatrix is the name of the hard fork, which allowed, basically set up a line of communications between the validator clients and the execution clients. So the things that actually execute chain code, which is currently on proof of work right now. Uh, And then about a week from now, based on the metric that Jesse mentioned, the switch will happen where the execution payload field, which is now available via the Bellatrix hard fork, will start being filled by the proof of stake blockchain and not the proof of work blockchain, thus turning off proof of work. Then we'll go over there. So that's when the full merge happens. After that, there's a bunch of other things that all the additional upgrades and forks and scaling things will happen. So all this did was basically switch from proof of work to proof of stake. There won't be any um, like higher transaction throughput, lower fees or anything like that. But one thing that I did see online, which I thought was an interesting metric review of it, is that it takes about $600 million a month to run both Bitcoin and Ethereum networks based on the hardware costs of, of, of miners. And that 600 million a month is basically $600 million a month of sale pressure every single month. And that is essentially is turned off once you make this migration from proof of work to proof of stake, uh, which means that you don't have this massive sale pressure every single month um, in proof of in, in the Ethereum blockchain anymore. In fact, it goes the opposite of that based on the emissions rate of, um, of Ethereum once it's in proof of stake, meaning that you actually have monthly buy pressure, uh, meaning that the price of Ethereum should go up based on um, the, the demand for buying more and more and more. What's wow. the emission the rate? Emission rate for I'm not sure exactly rate. what it is right How now. It's relatively low. Because I'm looking I'll, at I'll, some I'll, stats. I'll send you the link. We'll put it in the description. Of this, uh, I'll put it in the description of this. But that, just based on that, just based on the hardware costs of running the network changing so drastically you no longer have miners um selling the majority of their of their tokens just to keep track of their infrastructure costs 4.1 percent current apr 422,759 validators on ethereum.org on the staking website it's quite a bit and no more time it's a everybody run nimbus it's the best Okay, I'm sorry. I have to just say, there's too many Harry Potter terms going on right now. I don't know if y'all are Harry Potters, but yeah. Sorry, Bellatrix. when I hear Nimbus, I think Rick and Morty. Mr. Nimbus. That too. <laughs> but I got a Bellatrix, Evil Witch, I got Nimbus, okay, I got Hyper it. Broom. Like, there's just, uh, I'm like, wow. Do they change the block the ID? Nerddom. Like, how, how, does, how does, like, how do smart contracts oh, that? Uh, yeah. The block ID for the proof of work chain hasn't been changed yet, so that's going to be serious. And the one they actually wanted to change is yeah. subject to replay attacks. So that's, they're having a whole shit show for the garbage situation that is the uh, attempts to take advantage of the proof of work chain that won't exist for longer than a month. Maybe we'll Why talk about it again exist next for time. longer than a month? Nope. Yeah, maybe not the next flash hash. You got two oh, minutes. No. I'm, I'm not going down that spiral. You give away your time. You shut up. Don't. You did. Yeah, I have more questions. Damn. Well, next time. 
next time there'll be more. We're going to move on to the next subject. That is crypto leaks piece on Avalanche and Kyle <laughs> Roche. Uh, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on this one? You're up first. You're going to start your time. Uh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you, I, you got something. Just, you know, I caught, I caught a little bit of it because I, I clicked on the Twitter uh, post and I just saw that apparently Goon hired uh, this, this uh, law firm to kind of um, shit post about other L1s that came out around the same time and like incentivized it with a shit ton of avalanche. Uh, so yeah, there's, yeah, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Um, yeah. So that kind of was outed and there was a video I think posted about uh, showing Kyle Roche uh, saying something to the effect that like, are, are you sure you want to go through with this or something like that? Um, so yeah, I don't really know what's going on, but yeah, it's drama. And if, I guess if you have avalanche, then you care. And you want to follow it? Question mark. All right, next. You can have my time. Oh wait, I reserve my time for questions. Go. Oh, is that? Uh, oh, new rules. Is that, is rules? Is that a thing? Time. Somebody steals your time unless That's you right. want it back. How much time do I have left right now, Christian? Right now, you have right at a minute. All right, cool. I'm going to reserve my minute. Go D. Uh, you know what? I'm going to allow it. I'll see if it works. It's okay. not always going to be the case, but we can gonna, start over. D. I'm coming in a week. Two minutes. Yeah. So Starting okay. Now. This Kyle Roche guy looks like a like a douche. I'm going to start <laughs> off by saying that. Um, if he did the things that they said that he said that he kind of so one, I don't trust video footage. I, I I know a guy who got out of the editing for real world game. He was an editor for the real world on MTV, and let me tell you, something, oh, it's, it's a show me. that you were just making that up. <laughs> no, 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 the real world. Okay, okay. Just, he was the an real editor, world game. Uh, like, I thought that was like a sweet term. <laughs> Oh, no, man. he was on the production team. He edited the real world, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> zero of that is true. 80% of the time, we're watching people be bored, and then we just edit together words and different snippets. Hope they're wearing the same clothes so we can create a narrative. So I don't create – I don't care about that video footage because it could have been so heavily edited that it was made to look or – I mean, did it have cutaways? Because that's no, how they do in the cut- real world. Yeah, it it like- it was there were cutaways. There no, were cutaways. It was just one straight shot. No, it was no. not. Was not, it was not one straight shot. It was like cutting, coming back, and one. Yeah. Wait for your lettuce, minute. And then the <laughs> next, he was eating a piece of steak, and then like it just wasn't. There was no. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I know this continuity. Continuity. Yeah, that's where we go. And so, one, the video footage, whatever. Now, um, the relationship is still damning, right? They got to explain. It's basically like they hired Rudy Giuliani, and they're like, "Hey, you hired Rudy Giuliani?" You're like, yeah, I mean. Like that's basically how you gotta answer every question moving forward. It's like, hey, did you hire this sleazy lawyer? Nah, we did technically, uh, but you know, so um, I don't think it's gonna hurt Avalanche's um, reputation in the long term. Um, I think it's gonna hurt this lawyer's reputation in the long term if he has this, you know, ten seconds reputation for suing people just because. I mean, that's pretty whack to do. And time is up. Perfect ending. All right, Corey, two minutes. Start so, now. Kyle Roche looks like a douche because he is a douche. Um, I don't think that's a libel. Anyway, uh, he, I know because status has been on the receiving end of his class action lawsuits, which he's spread across the entire crypto industry. He has a reputation for using the United States um 
law system or court system, uh, legal system, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> offensively to try and uh, bully people around and suck money out of things when there's ambiguity around regulation. Uh, so that is not absurd to think that he does unethical shit using the United States legal system because he does. Um, luckily, our organization won handedly against the class action lawsuit against them, and I'd assume the majority of the other ones did too. That that being said, he has won some for large amounts of money, one being against Craig Wright. So uh, he's a douchebag, and he's the <laughs> representation of um, all that is bad with lawyers using the United States legal system offensively. Um, and by happenstance, the Ava Labs organization started in the same co-location, and I believe that is why they ended up hiring him. And I don't think – so the allegations are that Goon purposefully wielded this man to do things to make competition of Avalanche worse. I don't think that's the case, and it f smells to me like Definity um, paid for such a piece based on the previous – very positive things CryptoLeaks has done with Definity and the bad blood that Dominic has with, with Goon. And that's all conjecture and hearsay from, from me, but uh, Dominic is also a douche <laughs> from my experience in his crypto offerings. Um, and I have a pretty good experience with Goon, so that's pretty much garbage, but damning nonetheless. All right. Uh, Jesse, did you want your minute do you have questions or do you forego your time yeah, i think i think i just want to comment that uh i posted a link in private chat showing the the clip and there are no jump cuts no jump cuts but it's just it's off. just pieces of video um cut to say a specific thing and if you read the entire article they then take those um things that he say and then wildly go outside of the context of what he's saying making a bunch of allegations about what he's not saying. So there's basically trying to like create dots from mm -hmm. very, very cherry picked pieces of, of things that he's saying. But I mean, he's saying damning shit <laughs> and he's doing it obviously drunk and trying to impress somebody. So if you watch the videos, that's the case, but they're all like very much cherry picked. And then they draw wild lines in between these dots, which are, which are absurd. Well, did you see the, the Twitter post? I just, it's just, I re I've, I've read it all. I went into yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't care that much, but I trust you. <laughs> I just want to put in this link that you've looked at extensively, but I just found it on Twitter. So we'll include it in our show notes so you can make your own decisions, everybody. Yeah, but Crypto Leaks is a garbage organization. <laughs> let's not, let's not, you know, call it good. <laughs> I called it nothing. All right. Uh, moving on to our third and last topic of the day. A uh, lot of strong opinions coming into this one. Let's coming see in Jesse, hot from the car. Let's see if Jesse will take his whole two minutes. I am hopeful. Uh, the topic is... Everybody good? We are yeah. good to go. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me. I have a desk, so don't blame me. <laughs> Somebody's you dropping Allen wrenches in here. <laughs> Jesse, relax. Okay. Okay. So next topic is... Decentralized weather stations. Jesse, you get two minutes. Good. That was like the first project that Al Grand ever did called Planet Watch, but apparently the one we're talking about, Weather XM, is like a completely different project. And I don't know where it's on. Um, but yeah, I've seen it happen before and people run it and it's cool, but it doesn't seem like it's uh it's anything more than a novelty, maybe question mark. I don't really know because I don't have the hardware, can't really test it. Uh but Yagi in our Slack was uh, shit talking about it, 
saying it wasn't that accurate compared to actual um, air um, quality measuring devices that are not home uh, run. So who knows? Wow, you took up a whole 40 seconds. Hell yeah. That's not much. Does anybody right. want to take his time? Known for forfeit? <laughs> Give me your time. I want your time. Do you, do your you want time your is time? mine. You can have Ooh. an extra minute if anyone wants to scoop it up or we could just not. I'll split the rest of this yeah. time with Corey. All right. Yeah, Third. be fair here. Here. Corey gets... Y'all, I'm asking. Corey All gets, right. 30 okay. extra seconds. Do you get 2.30? Go. Uh, first of all, who out there is like, I want to provide my own weather data. I need to know that person. I want to eat you, Corey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you just like? You know what? I feel like doing texting somebody. It's sunny outside right now. I don't get it. Help me understand. Maybe I might forfeit some fun, my fun project. Oh, I got when, I, when it's my turn. Oh. I'll okay. give you that example. All right. Go for it. Uh, second is like, um, how are we going to use that weather data to mine? Any if there's anything that's not like super consistent is weather. I mean, depending on where you stay, like shit changes every day. Barometric pressure. No, they want all historical. This, all these measure things. So they want historical data. Like they want historical data. Yeah, go to the weather it. channel. Go to the weatherchannel.com. Well, they want a democratized the version where everybody participates, right? With with a decent level of granularity that you may not get from like some centralized organization. I think that's that's largely the reason why this kind of picks up. Mm. I just Jesse taking back some of that time. I like I what I remember yeah. cumulonimbus. <laughs> that's the only cloud stratus. Is the only two cloud types I remember. I just don't <laughs> know if people are getting real jib, hot in their jibblies about weather data and i don't know it just seems strange to me i don't even see why weather data would need to be decentralized because it's not like it's okay they lie about the weather every morning like hey guys it might rain today and you go outside like it didn't rain weatherman dumbass well, so like people who, who, believe in, who, who don't believe accurate? in global warming <laughs> it's, it's literally know. for those people d like hey, that's like the strongest argument you can make for like people running their own weather and monitoring devices at home so people who don't believe in global warming can like check it it's the people that I don't, don't believe in global so yeah, like, The two of yeah, you like, living in. Is it my turn yet? What else, else can you do now? with that? Oh, no. I mean, like, why got... else would you need it on a blockchain other than to farm the tokens and to just have like a historical data that everybody can see that it was like, uh, it was honestly collected? Did y'all ever watch the movie? It's my turn now. Fuck y'all. Uh, yeah, did y'all ever watch the movie Twister? Yeah. No. Just say yes or no. That's it. Yes. No. Okay. That's it. That's all I want from you. Perfect. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. Did somebody say no? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Whoa, okay. You need to get kicked off the show. Anyway, so the whole point of the issue that they had with getting accurate predictions of tornadoes is they never had people on the ground, never had devices in the tornado to get accurate representation of the tornado while it's happening. So the same situation applies for all weather. In order to predict things, you need data points in as many places as you can possibly get them, which means if you could get everyone in the house to basically have a small weather station that takes standard weather measurements on their house regularly, you can aggregate all of that and have better better prediction. Instead of, ha instead of asking the news organization who has some, you know, I, for some reason, have blanked on the name of these people, whatever, your meteorologist, yep. uh, taking responsibility for this. So what they're doing is they're incentivizing people basically to put a small little weather station on their roof or somewhere in their yard that takes 
local weather recordings and reports them back to somewhere, I don't know, maybe a blockchain, and then gives them tokens for doing so. And this is very similar to that situation. What was that um, one thing that's still going on that uh, basically gave access, like, like just dispersed access points for um, IoT devices, and they pay them for basically being IOTA? access points. No, a access points for, for IoT devices. I forgot the name of it. Um, we've talked to them in the past. It doesn't matter. But they've, they've been successful, and they allow people to basically have IoT devices, have access to the internet wherever they are, and they're slowly building up to be able to do broadband and Wi-Fi because having ubiquitous access that's run by a community of people who give that access and get paid for it is kind of a cool idea. So it's a similar situation here. Everyone gives basically puts a small, real physical device on their physical location. It takes regular ass weather measurement, weather measurements, which people already do for free because they're just interested in weather because they want to find better data to the weather people. That gets reported to a blockchain. You have immutability in the data source. And then they get basically the better predictions pay out tokens to the people who actually provide the data. And it's as simple as that. I think it's cool. I want one. And you came in like just at your extra 30 seconds. It's kind of impressive, actually. I am good at this. What's the point? If you see a tornado, you're collecting data as you get like ravaged by the tornado. And then like, that was, no, a, that was exactly that was the whole, over at that. It's point. not a tornado. No one's really talking about tornadoes here. It's just about having good access oh, points for weather data. And the more there are, the better people can do predictions, which means the meteorologist is telling you each week, like, it's going to rain today. We'll get better and better and more right, right? Like, and, and the further out you go with respect to forecasts of weather data, the more unlikely it is to happen because they have to do hundreds of predictions across various methods and then take kind of the most realistic one and say, this is currently what we think is going to happen. And because the weather changes because it's chaotic, it's weather. then they have to update those things regularly and then keep making forecasts. D, I also have to say that most people don't accurately know, like if a meteorologist says there's a 60% chance of rain, it's that there's a chance of rain over 60% of the entire viewing area. Doesn't mean that 60% of everybody's going to get it. You could get nothing. You could get all of it. It's that the whole area across it, 60% of it has that chance. Also, there's a, it's not even mm. that too. It's, 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 we've, just... we've run, it's, we've, like I said, we've run a hundred different simulations. 60% of them have rainfall within the next so-and-so time period mm -hmm. is within this area. And so it's, it's not only, it's not only like across like a different chance. area and how much is going to get rain, but also yeah, like there's, there's a chance that there's rain based on the various simulations that we've had over this time period, over this area. And since those, those, those simulations are incredibly difficult, I used to mm -hmm. work with people who did this, then it's, it's hard. Like a lot of, most of the supercomputing or a lot of the supercomputing across the globe is done trying to predict weather. Mother nature's a bitch. I'm looking this up just cause like, I want to corroborate the, the story that people running uh, shittier, like uh, weather measuring devices at home is better than running a few like centralized high accuracy. Like, I don't know, like, um, what what they, do they use like barometers it's and about, like it's about geographically dispersed data points. Yeah, okay. They're I mean, complementary. One won't it's, replace the other, but the yeah. two together. No, 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 no. Apparently, apparently, it says mm. it may surprise you, but a well-placed <laughs> low-end weather station will outperform a poorly located high-end home weather station. But so it, like it's just dispersal, like like you guys are both saying. There's, it actually behooves predicting the weather to just Good have a ton of ass Good weather sensors. 
Yeah, you want you want a shitload of sensors yeah. globally dispersed so that you can have uh, the same standardized readings and measurements yeah. being reported to a single place so you can take aggregated data and actually like do do accurate predictions. It's like Some if you're missing a parts of area, that'll drastically change the way the simulation results. Yeah. Right. This is also, way beyond just, the scope of what Flash Hash is about, by the way. Just watch <laughs> Twister or I won't trust anything you ever say. For yeah, sure. This dude, is what you need to do. After this, well, is, work, is that a is that a Twister. comedy? It's got some moments. Yeah, it does, you know. The tornadoes sound like uh, dinosaurs. Michael, like they do. Like that. There's, they're definitely the cat sound, like that standard, like. <laughs> growl. That's in the like, movie. The tornado that, makes that sound for sure. Did that tornado just growl at <laughs> that's me? That's, I think I was like 12 when that movie came out. Yeah. But um. All right, I'm gonna end Helen this broadcast on that beautiful oh. note of Helen Hunt. Yar. That was Flash Hash. We'll be back with more soon enough. I crush on Helen Hunt.